Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode... Oh boy, that was a uh, that was a difficult weekend, wasn't it, as a Chelsea fan? We're going to break it all down. But hey, there's some positive news. There might be a Jao Felix on the horizon. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with every single lion. Ollie, Berth and Chris. It is Monday the 8th of January at time recording. Why is that significant? It's not just because I'm stalling for time. I'm going to ask the guys what were your highlights from the weekend. Oof. Um, I I had a lot of highlights this weekend because I I I was in Washington DC and uh, I would say my personal highlight would be going to the Lincoln Memorial and seeing a drag queen dance on the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, did I'm not, not see that. Tom that. There's no point meeting Chris talking now. Only going to be I, I don't yeah, think. I, I, no, I went to the Harvester. Brilliant. Yeah. I went to the Harvester. It's not a competition berth, but if it was, I'd have won. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Is. Every week you do this, Ollie. Well, you know what? Next week, Ollie, it's my birthday. Beat that one. Oh, could be a competition early on in the uh, yeah. early on in the pod. <sighs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> you you know, for me, no matter how trash Chelsea might be, great weekend. S- seriously, um, Seahawks beat the Rams. Lions beat the Packers, and that means we're in the playoffs, man. Um, never expected in September. A winning record seemed a pipe dream, a fantasy. And this Saturday, I get to watch us play at a respectable hour. I- I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy, even if no one else gives a shit. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, no. We're, we're all happy for you. Oh, that's we're all happy for you. Oh, you know when Chris says it, he really is happy. He means that's that. He's it. ecstatic. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> right. With that, let's let's hit some news from the weekend. Chelsea have reached a verbal agreement to sign Yao Felix on loan from Atletico Madrid. A, a deal. It's not been signed yet, but they're expected to pay eleven million euros. Felix is attracted by the project. I mean, he'd fit in with the project. Sign every young player because one of them will be world class, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That that felt like I just spoke out to Chelsea Twitter there and got the feedback. <laughs> like, uh, I want to p- sign someone. Okay, Felix. Uh, I don't want him. <laughs> someone else. Who, 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 come on. That's a good... I, I found that a good deal. Some people were saying... No, uh, okay, okay, right. Here's my problem with it. And I put it in the chat earlier. I weren't too... I, I, I'm neither here or there on it. Right, okay. And my problem is, right, we have a consistent problem in our attack. And to solve this problem, apparently, we're going to get an inconsistent attacker who we don't know what his best position is, like Kai Havertz, like my Mason Mount, like Hakim Ziyech. So he's now going to be the solution to our problems. No, he's not. I, I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't see it. 
I love the argument of the loan fee. Now, that's actually not dreadful because Morata is the most expensive loanee ever when he went to Juventus for 18 million loan fee. He went, he's the second most expensive loanee as well when he went from Chelsea to Atletico for 16 million. How does that man keep getting deals to go? They say, they say. Alvaro Morata isn't real. He's just a money laundering experiment. I don't know. I'm. 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 We're not here to uh, allegedly. Lasoso, uh, Lasoso. Who's that? Giovanni Lasoso <laughs> went to Tottenham from Batiste for 14 million on loan. Yeah, there's a lot. Loan fees are not cheap. So I don't. I don't really care. 11 million I... seems fine. I stand um, in a in an interesting spot on Felix because Berth is spot on in that he's an inconsistent attacker who probably doesn't put up enough numbers and his position is sort of up in the air. And that that describes about nine players at Chelsea at the moment. So just, you know, so it's, it's so it's a difficult one. However, for some reason, <laughs> I've got this weird feeling that the more of those players you add, the more it'll work. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, you, I'm, yeah, you got him and Kunku and Havertz all just you know playing chaos ball. Nobody knows where they're supposed to be playing. How's the defense supposed to know? Yeah, I mean, talking of defense, I will move to that. Chelsea are considering signing Matty Cash. This one comes from Cy Phillips Sport. Uh, certainly would not complain at this move if it comes off. And guess what? Guess what? According to transfer marked, he has only ever been injured twice in his career. Get the contract out. Sign him up. We want him. Lifetime contract. Yeah, you can't beat that. Two injuries. One of them was last year. <laughs> watch him come watch him come to Chelsea and first week does his ACL. Sprain his wrist signing the contract. <laughs> you just know it. Curse. I mean, Matty Cash, do you, what do you think? Uh is it <clears throat> good backup player, I think. Better than what we've got now, let's be honest. Which What do hard, we have? But... We don't. We no, don't. No. Do we have anyone? No, we have nothing. Yeah, so we've got nothing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, is, better, that is a low better. bar, isn't it? He's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, better than nothing. Hey. No, he was. He, he was good for. He was good for Villa. I think was it last. No, not last season. It might have been the one before. He had a really good season. He's quite I solid. Think he got that, the season. Yeah, I'd describe him. I'd describe him as like a solid player. He's never spectacular, but he's just solid. And to be honest with you, I mean, I take that over a lot of our players right now. Yeah, same here. I think he's he's decent enough player. Other better options elsewhere? Yes, for the price, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, whatever. He's yeah. my favorite Polish international. I tell you one thing: his honors do read Villa's player of the season, twenty-one twenty-two. So last season and he was Forrest's player of the season in 1920 season so hey there you go two, two lovely personal yeah. accolades for him and i'll just say right when you said 1920 you're thinking of a, it's, a split, it's, yeah for a split <laughs> moment i thought he was 100 uh, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he wore a uh he was wearing a flat cap and uh pictures of him are all yeah. in black and white uh brilliant still only <laughs> still only marginally younger than tiago silva of course of course yeah, yeah. uh finally fabrizio romano gave us an update on negotiations between Kante and chelsea on the new deal they're going to continue in the next few weeks there's going to be one more round of talks to be scheduled chelsea feel 50 50 after initial approaches and then golo would love to stay depending on the proposal good bad i don't know it's a depends, weird one. Uh, depends on the wages. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I yeah. just 
it's it, yeah. it's three hundred ninety. Yeah, if it's three hundred k a week and he's injured half the time, no bad deal. Oh, yeah, it, that, you know, we're if, fucked. If, if he's two hundred k a week and he's fit two thirds of the time, probably a good deal. That's a good deal. Yeah. Right, right. We've got to move. I'm so sorry, but Manchester City's uh, damage. Oh, he knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. It was done, wasn't it, against Chelsea in just 15 beautiful minutes of the first half as they eliminated us from a second domestic cup tournament this year. Midway through the first half, similar to the Caribou Cup match in November, a Riyad Mahrez free kick broke the tie when Julian Alvarez successfully scored a penalty after a VAR check for handball against Kai Averts. That obviously became 2-0. After being defeated by two set pieces, the champions of England scored a third before half-time, courtesy of Phil Foden. The game tightened up in the second half. We, we were unable to generate a shot on goal. You've seen the XG tweets. And City ultimately prevailed after Myers successfully scored another penalty late in the game, considering he was apparently dreadful at penalties. I'd say I could cry, but I was just too busy enjoying cruising with Jay McDonald on the other channel. So how did we sink? Oh, cruises and sink so low as a squad. Um, we we just got to bang average squad. That's what it is. Um, Man City's second team is just ridiculously good. Ours is is not very good. Our starting eleven isn't anywhere near to Man City's second team, and that in itself is a major problem. I, um, I think actually that's not true. I think our our starting eleven beats their second team easily. I think the problem is is we've got like you know ten odd squad injuries. You know, does it really like, beat? Does it really beat their their start uh, their second eleven? Well, I I personally think it does. I think current form says a lot, doesn't it? Like, you know, and maybe maybe right now, no. But I think, you know, on paper, which we all know football isn't played on, you know, it's probably a lot, you know, I, I think Chelsea slap Man grass. City's... Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Chelsea's first team on paper slap Man City's second team easily. Well, Man City some, s- s- summed up, served up, Ortega in goal, Walker, Akanji, Laporte... Gomez, Silva, Rodri, Foden, Mares, Alvarez, and Palmer. So, arguably, that's a decent team. It's a very good team. Eh? It's, I mean, people forget how good Riyad Mahrez is. He, he's a fantastic player. Alvarez is a World Cup winner. And they can't get into Man City's first team at the minute, which is just shows how good they are. But we, I mean, like, you look, it was pathetic, actually. It's embarrassing how bad it was. I mean, Havertz, Mount, I thought Gallagher wasn't very good. Ziyech, Jorginho, I've never seen a bloke run so slow in all my life. And these are all players that I actually do like. I, I generally like all of them. Um, Kulabali, terrible, massive downgrade on Rudiger. Um, the only bright spark, I think, was Humphreys. I thought he was very good. I didn't think Lewis all had his best game. Um, and, and I thought Dennis... Uh, Zakaria when he came on was was absolutely fantastic as well. I, I think at the moment he has to start in our midfield, um, but I, the rest of them are, are just. Well, I like really. Are. I like Ollie referring to a World Cup winner. Well, Mustafi is a World Cup winner with Germany. He's not. He's not the best. He's not quite. Alvarez. Yeah, but Al- Alvarez <laughs> is actually good. Alvarez is a very good player. If they didn't have that robot freak up front, then he'd be starting It it was oh man. I mean for me. I, I everyone knows I've wrote down four bullet points. Well, in this 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 podcast room they do. Um, I just put senior players and the coaching staff need to hang their heads in shame and swiftly get it together because I have no expectations and I was still let down yesterday. That's incredible, isn't it? I I, I don't think anybody went into that game 
Well, then I found four us, things to say about that. <laughs> expecting us to do anything more than just like you yeah. know, hold a loss or a draw. You know, maybe we could scrape something. And even then, with the bar on the floor as it currently is, in terms of like the you know the the standard of what we're expecting in terms of how we're playing, even then, we were let down. Yeah, it was. I mean, hey, hindsight, it was a good game in a way. I mean, we can't lose another FA Cup final. So, Chris, yeah. well, well, Chris, who who let us down yesterday? Everyone. So, Ollie. <laughs> No, go on. But, <laughs> no, it, to be honest, right. I would say up until the Mares free kick, it was actually quite an even game. We mm-hmm. we looked like we could be threatening on the break until any of our forward players got involved, obviously, and then they inevitably made the wrong choice or a bad pass because that's what they are, mid-table players. Um. But the mentality of this team is abysmal. As soon as Mahrez's free kick went in, they literally threw in the towel and went, right, that's it. That's the end of that for today. Let's not even bother. And mm. that happens a lot as well. The second one goal goes in, heads drop. And we, yeah. and we just know we're not going to come back into the game. And the thing is, like, I don't know as a manager what you're meant to do about that because you're not, on the pitch with these players, you can't, you can't get inside a player's head and make them more mentally strong. You, you just can't. It, it, it's impossible. And they are weak. They give in too easily. Uh, the quality isn't there either. And I think that it now as well ha- has got into the head of a lot of this group that. I don't think there's any belief that we can actually do something because they know amongst themselves that our players aren't good enough. And when you believe that amongst your own group, when you do go a goal down, it is hard to believe you're going to get back into the game because who's going to score for us? Who's going to create a chance for us? It's not going to happen. It's it's the worst Chelsea squad we've had since... Especially, definitely since Abramovich bought the club. If we're talking just from then to now, this is the worst squad we've ever had. Mm, I, mean, I, have, I, yeah, have a, a, I know where you're coming from. I have a controversial thing to say at the moment, considering how we're playing, and, uh, and, and feel free to shoot this down. I don't think we're all that far off doing quite well. And Wow. I you, don't think... What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. What? Yeah. I, I think we're. Go on, actually... You've got to defend that. You've got. To I know. Defend that I don't statement. think we're actually that bad. It, like not not in terms of pure talent, uh, because Chris is is spot on. What what happens is when we get the ball to our forwards and when we get the ball to our midfielders who need to break the lines with the pass, they make the wrong decision. That's part of the issue. That seems to me, at least, compartmentalised that that's a massive confidence problem. You know, especially with the way we're playing at the moment, every single player in the whole squad will be low on confidence. No matter what they put on Twitter, no matter what they, you know, the right the, game, how they feel, great yeah, day you out, know, yeah, all of that stuff. No matter <laughs> all of that, everyone in that squad is going to have confidence in their shoes, right? And so that yeah. is going to affect, you know, in, that does affect sort of the 
you know, in quotes here, talent of the squad because people are going to make the wrong decisions. People are going to think too hard about things. It's not coming naturally at the moment. And and that's what I mean when I say I don't think we're as bad as people think we are at the moment because, I th- uh, you know, if, if, we, if this was a confident Chelsea team, you know, if if absolutely nothing changed except everyone was confident instead of everyone having no confidence whatsoever, I think probably some of our games end differently. I know I, I can, I, right, I was going to say I know where you're coming from, but I sort of, I just feel like I've missed out on a great moment to drop a sound to be a jerk. Just, just as soon as you drop that, <laughs> you. that's what I was thinking. No, I, yeah. I, I respect where, I respect your opinion. I, I don't, I feel there's a lot of work to be there. It was there's the, a lot of work to do, it but was, I, I just yeah. think that I think it's right to blame the players. It is, and it's it right to blame the manager. The kind of right, game that makes it, you question whether the team was playing for the manager. Yeah, it's and it's right to blame the manager as well. But I just think, in terms of like a pure confidence level, confidence is such a multiplier in elite sports, mm-hmm. and so it, you know it it makes your better teams better and your worst teams worse. You know, like when when you when you're high or low on confidence, it uh, I don't know. I I, no, I, I, I think he's right. I kind of see, uh, yeah. I kind of see. I don't think talent wise. Okay, yeah, it's not. We're not far off talent wise. Okay, fair enough. I I think it is all down to mentality. Confidence. 100%. Those two combined um, is a massive factor. Um, let's not forget most of these players have won a Champions League. Most of these players have got to an FA Cup final, League Cup final. Um, you know, so it's it's not talent. That there's some talented players, there's some talent in there, definitely. But the mentality uh, and the confidence of these players are a real problem. And the problem is, if you sack a manager now, um, I don't think personally it's going to change anything. I don't think you're going to get. You know, I don't think you're going to progress. I think it's going to sound really cliche, but I think things are going to get worse before they get better, and I think they have to get worse before they get better. Um, and and it's going to take a, a bit of a rebuild, and it's going to take a lot of clearing out. But yeah, I, I, I'm not saying get rid of everyone, but there's some people that um, need to give their head a, a massive wobble. The uh, thing is, yeah, in terms of okay. mentality, does does signing someone like Yao Felix, like we were talking about at the top of the show, like he's not exactly a super headstrong, really sort of like leader, grab your team by the scruff of your neck player to, you know, like. He start, He seems like another player, like and 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 I think Chris might agree with me here. He seems quite a bit soft. Yeah, definitely. And let's face it, he's not brimming with confidence either. No, why do you think he's, he's going on think, loan? Exactly. I, 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 I read a scary stat earlier. I think he's only scored um, nine goals since twenty nineteen. He'll fit oh right in. Here, yeah, he'll, be, he'll still be our top so, scorer. I mean, that uh, is horrendous. You're both absolutely right. We're bringing in a player, and this is my point earlier, bringing in a player that um, is to solve our attacking issues. And he's very much the same with what we've already got. Now, Yao Felix, talented player. A, a lot of our attackers look talented on surface and can be talented. But is he in one that isn't mentally strong enough? Is he in one that is very much confidence-based? You know... Is he a serial winner? Um, no. It was something and, and people I... could... Oh, no, no. People, sorry. People... Sorry, Bert. Sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I do apologise. But people can knock Pedro and William all they want. And towards the end of their Chelsea careers, yes, they did decline. But they were winners and their mentality, especially Pedro. Pedro was very underrated, I think. Uh, and it's fantastic. But the amount of goals he scored, important goals, and even William to a certain extent, um, especially against Spurs, you know, 
we, we don't we miss them just as much as Hazard, I would think. And and that in itself is a massive, massive problem. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting to to say about the mentality and, and the toughness because when we saw David Datro Fafana come on and play a little bit, he looked pretty good. He, you know, I was quite yeah. impressed with what I saw, and it was because he had a bit of that grit and that determination, that, and a bit more of that fight and a stronger mentality that we want to see. And then yeah. that also makes the point that, well, you look at that, and this is a, a youth player who's literally just turned up. You know, like he's he's playing in the, he's playing a game for the first time. It's his debut, and he looks like he's more up for it than half of our senior players, our vice captain, all the rest of it. So you, it. You know, it's like what does that actually say about the rest of the team that, that, that a twenty well how is he like twenty one? Like a twenty one year old can come in. Yeah. I mean that's, and, and just you know, yeah. be be the be the leader on the pitch. That's what bugs me because I, I hope that the players and the manager took notice of obviously those the chants throughout the game. I mean, overall, no one comes out looking well. The performance and of both the players and the manager were pretty atrocious. I mean, I, I don't ask for much, man, but I don't even mind if we go on a trophy drought. That's fine. But this applies to everyone in that locker room. At, at least show you give a damn because none of them did. Apart you from obviously the, youth, the youth players that came on looks like they cared, which is great. I mean, I'll, that's what I want to see. But go on, Chris. I'm thinking about it and, you know, like we're all big fans of Azpilicueta and what he's done at Chelsea. But I think it was Mourinho mentioned a mentality problem during his absolute catastrophic second season of his second spell when everyone just fell off a cliff. Um, and then Conte mentioned it as well. I think Sarri did, Lampard did, Tuchel did. They all love, haven't they? Yeah, and it does make you wonder whether... But the only player really who's around from through all of those squads... Is Aspilaqua, who is the captain, captain now, and it does make you wonder whether that sort of culture comes from him—not just him, obviously—but whether that is just a culture that's been fed through the club now for too many years. Which is why I think it's time to back a manager and give up on the players. And if we're saying that the only ones who look like they've got the right mentality are the young players. And the seat that yeah, and the senior players don't. Then those move those senior players on and let these young players bring in their own new mentality and new club ethos. And you know, I mean, that sort of new strength of of mind to the to the team. Because at the minute, it just seems to me like the young players are going to come in and they're going to be full of enthusiasm and they're going to be stronger mentally and they're going to be ready and up for the fight. But then eventually these senior players will wear them down and they'll bring them down to their level where they'll go a goal down and give up or they'll turn up to play Bournemouth away and think this will be easy. Then they'll go a goal down and be like, oh, well, we'll lose this 4-0 now then. Might as well lose. If we're going to lose, let's lose heavily. You know what I mean? I think it's time to really completely change this squad and get rid of most of them. It'll take a little bit of time, but... Especially, I would start with the most senior players we've got, minus Thiago Silva. The most senior players we've got and move them out first and then see if anything changes. I'd be interested to see if that did do anything. Because you're right, Chris. I I think 
I, I love Aspi for what he's done for the club. I think he's been a fantastic servant for the club. I personally think he never really should have been made club captain because I don't think he's got the stones for it, personally. No. You know, like when you look at the... I know no one is John Terry, but when you look at John Terry and his mentality and the way like he, he was able to, you know, along with some of the other players of that famous spine we had, galvanise the team into, you know, really overperforming, you know, every single week. And then to the point where that became the standard. As I, I have absolutely no confidence in Aspi to do that for our squad, and you know it's not just him. Obviously, there are other leaders in the squad as well. You've got Jorginho as well, who I don't think is much of a leader either, despite how much he takes uh, the pitch. I'll, I'll pick up on that. Sorry, Ollie. I'll, I'll pick up on that. See, I, I actually think Aspi has actually been a good captain for us. I do think obviously he's not John Terry level, he's not Frank Lampard level, but I do think he has been a good captain for us. The problem is, you talk about leaders. Or would you say Asbury is a good leader? Not a great leader, a good leader. Jorginho, I don't think he's a good leader. Name any other leader in that that uh, that team, that squad. Tiago Silva, probably. Marcus Bell. Tiago Silva. Okay, so Tiago Silva. <laughs> Azpilicueta. Uh, I'm not I'm not putting Jorginho in that bracket. So two. Sterling, Reese James, out. maybe on the periphery? No. Reese Reese James doing. I don't think Sterling. I don't think Sterling. You, you can't no. say he's a good. I, I don't think you can say Reese James. I wouldn't say a good leader, but they are leaders. I think the problem is though is that I don't think we've got the right sort of leaders. Like I think Aspi. I think Berth is right. I think Aspi is a good leader in terms of when I watch Aspi, he he is giving his all. Like we can clearly see that he's declined in talent or ability now. Um, but he he does always look like he tries and he does care. Um, and he tucks his shirt in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I think all our leaders are very similar in terms of they almost want to lead by example. But if they're having a bad game, that's when that falls apart. You can't, if you're a leader who only leads by example, you, you're you next to useless on the day when you're having a bad game. Uh, you look at someone like John Terry, he could have scored an own goal and being absolutely terrible. But he will still run and rave at other teammates who aren't doing their job, even There's though he's having fear. a bad game. There's mm. that fear yeah. there that just does and, not exist for us. Yeah. Drogba drug was the same. It'll pull everyone yeah. through the mud. It'll, it'll get Lampard, Drogba, Terry. There's all the same. That They'd step up. None of this and I've been steps up when it matters the most. No, and I've been saying for a long time that we haven't got anyone who I believe in a dressing room would be willing to fight players who aren't doing their job to bring them up to the level, the standard that they should be. And I don't think we've got those players. And I think that comes down to recruitment. I think a lot of the a lot of the issues when teams talk about not having leaders anymore, Arsenal had very similar when they started getting rid of all theirs, Henri, Vieira. Sol Campbell, Keown, all those sort of players. When they started phasing them out as they got older, they replaced them with talented players, which is mm. great. But if you're not signing any characters, eventually talent isn't going to be enough. Other teams are going to catch up or teams are going to outwork you, outrun you. They're going to run you into the ground. They're going to find a way to play you that your team don't like. And then that's when mentality comes into it. And this team hasn't got any because we've spent too long chasing talented players, not characters who may be slightly less talented, but will give 
100% of their talent every game rather than someone who's got talent like Kai Havertz, but he only gives half of it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's, we've got other yeah. players like that who are also struggling. Like you, like we have Gallagher, for example, who like I, I think we can all agree, considering his, his loan at Crystal Palace has been a little bit underwhelming for the opportunities he's had. You know, amount's been underwhelming as well. You know, we've got yeah. some hard runners. We've got people who are willing to put the graft in, but they're struggling too. So yeah. it, it, that's what makes me think this is more of a mentality issue coming from the top down. And I think this is also partially an issue because of Bowley and and the and the takeover and things like that. Is one, it's uncertain, but two, you know, they they did one of the things I, I disagree to this to this day. They got rid of you know important people around the the club who get the club like Petr Cech. Petr yeah. you had to keep, you know, because... You, he, he sort of resigned, any, though, didn't he? He didn't really... I know, but if there's anyone who was going to instill what it's like to play for Chelsea in that team, in, in, the, in the current climate, it would be Petr because he's been working... He was working with Verse for a few years. He, he gets the score. He knows what's going on. And the only person who we've got around the club now who's like that is John Terry, but he's not really around the first team, so... I sent something... I sent someone suggest, actually, and I wonder what you guys think of this suggesting that maybe in the short term Potter really should consider adding Terry to his first team coaching staff. Like I know if he adds him to his coaching staff then I do think it's he risks undermining himself. I, I did see someone make that argument but we have seen that Potter hasn't got a massive backing from the fan base at the minute and bringing in someone like Terry at least gives the fans who don't like Potter, someone on the bench to gravitate towards. And I think that's as important as anything at the minute as well. He's not yeah. really there on the football side of things. He's there to try and get this squad back up to Chelsea standard and to give the fans someone to gravitate towards. Yeah. I, I you know what? I actually, I actually think someone, even someone like Jody Morris... I think it would be a good mm. shout to be like on, on, the, on the bench. Bring in someone, yeah, proper old guard. That would be interesting. At the rate it's going, yeah. Frank Lampard will be able to show up because he probably won't be having a job. He'll have some tell spare you, time. I tell you what, that would be brilliant. You you get Lamps <laughs> and JT in there in, 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 yeah. as part of Potter's coaching staff. Those players are going to change their form it, it, real quickly. It would be a wild turn of events. Um, From one defender to another... This is the Monday episode, and that does mean that it is time for the Monday hot take. And I know you know the drill by now. We judge, rate an opinion, see if it's as hot as the Carolina Reaper Pepper or a complete load of trash. This week, it is from the man who not only starred in Oscar-winning movie, The Theory of Everything, but he also was part of our backline when he lifted two FA Cups, a League Cup and a Cup Winners' Cup, Frank LeBeuf. Um, He said, Mr. Potter, enough is enough now. Something needs to be changed. That's not the club I know. You are so far away from being a champion of Europe. I'm very upset with what I see. I think it's really disrespectful. They don't do anything to at least make people proud. Fight. Go for it. I've never seen Chelsea so low. The players don't have the will. They don't have the guts. They don't have the courage to fight for their colours. They don't have pride. Now, apart from stealing our Mr Potter drop... Mr Potter... How hot do you feel this take is? Um, I, I think it's it's spot on. I, I think I don't think you can blame Potter for these players' mentality because these players have had the same mentality for a good three or four years now. So I, I think it's harsh to say it's Potter's fault. Um, mm. Obviously, 
the blame always comes onto the manager because he's sending them out there, sending the teams out. Um, so he has got to take some of the blame. But these players, uh, as we've talked about, their mentality um, needs to change. It, 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 the spineless from them. You, you look at these young kids who come on, you look at Fafana who came on, gave it their all, give it their all every week. Even someone like Zakari, you look at him, he's at a point to prove he's come in and, and he's been like, one of our best players. So a lot of these players have got to take, especially like your Jorginho's, the Kovacic's, the real experienced players have got to look at themselves and think, what are we doing here? This is embarrassing. Because it is embarrassing. It, at the minute, I, it's awful being a Chelsea fan. I know it sounds ridiculous, but we're 10th out of all the Cups. Probably going to like the Champions League. This is embarrassing, really, for, for Chelsea. Um, so they've got to really step it up a bit because it, it's not good enough. Simple as. It's not good I enough. I did enjoy that the Sun website went with... Um... Obviously, after LeBeouf said all that, uh, he's called the Graham Potter to be sacked. And he didn't actually say that. LeBeouf didn't say the word sacked at all at any point. Didn't even suggest it. And then the Daily Mail went with pretty much the same. They're like, LeBeouf has called for Potter to be sacked. I'm like, there was also, it was all in capital letters because you have to. You can use all the capital letters you want. He didn't actually say sacked. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an yeah. interesting one, isn't it? Because I... I think I don't think anyone could disagree with what LeBeouf said, but I do disagree with the way he's done it publicly like that. Because I'm not sure Potter of all people and the squad of all of all people need more pressure, especially mm. from uh, you know especially from ex players like that. Unless they're actually going to be a part of the club and motivating people and and t showing them the way. Just saying this isn't good enough. Like we all know. You know, like it's it. It's not really. Yeah. It's not much for someone to come out and say, "Oh, well, this isn't good enough." I, you know, like I don't, I don't know. I, we I, know. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, if it, if doing it, it just you know, just because Frank LeBeouf played for us, it's you know, I I could probably pull up a thousand tweets that all say the exact same thing, more or less. Yeah, I know, but they weren't in an Oscar-winning film. He That's was very true. That's true. I mean, Chris, oh, what's I didn't your... realize he was in that. Yeah, he, he plays yeah. a doctor in it, I believe. Um, Chris, yeah. Chris, what's your closing thought on our hot take there from Mr. LeBeouf? Well, I think he is right. I, I, I don't think anyone really can argue with the points he's making because they're, they they're not up for the fight. They're not willing to to put in the, the hard work to raise the standards of, to where they should be for a club like ours. <sighs> Potter's not stupid. And I, I think you've seen from his press conference before the Man City game that he's he knows what's being said on the outside and what's being said by fans, whether that be on social media or in the stands, on the streets, whatever. That He's under pressure and he hasn't got the full fan base on board. I don't think he's got all the senior players on board, if I'm honest. And I think... It, it's a real crucial moment for Potter now where he needs to decide whether he can be strong enough to lead a project or not. And I think he really needs to send a message to this squad that says to them that he will be here longer than they will and they either follow him or leave. And I think that's the sort of message he needs to send now. And I think the only way he can do that is drop the Mm. The performance wasn't good enough. So if you're not going to play how I want you to, and you're not going to put in the effort that this club deserves, 
you won't play and bring in bring in players from the youth team if he has to. I don't think any fan would turn against Potter either turn against him more or turn against him if they haven't already. If we turned up to the Fulham game on Thursday and Jorginho, Azpilicueta, Koulibaly, etc., Mount Havertz, etc., etc., was all on the bench and he I played... Think would celebrate. Yeah, and he played, <laughs> he, he, played, he played youth team players instead. And then if we lost 2-0 to Fulham, because the youth team players like aren't ready really for that much, that, especially that many of them to play a game, but they'd put in a more spirited performance, I can guarantee you that, and we were to lose. I don't think he'd lose more fans, but I, it would send a message to these players that their performances are not acceptable. And if they're not going to be at a level that we need them to be at, both mentally and technically then they'll leave and mm. Potter will be the one to get rid of them it's mm. it's very much what Arteta did with Aubameyang I think Arteta's turning point at Arsenal was getting rid of Aubameyang because it sent a message to the rest of that squad that if he doesn't fancy us we'll be gone mm. and I think Pot- Potter needs that moment he needs to either drop or sell someone who people wouldn't expect you're yeah. right. Potter should also sell a really? Bamiyang. <laughs> yes, he should. Right. He really should. <laughs> right. Let's go through our Lion of the Week predictions from Friday. Ooh, Berth went with Lewis Hall. Chris went with Trevor Chalaber. I went with Carney Chukwemeka. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know what, though? You know what, though? They're not... <laughs> They weren't the worst ones we could have. No, no, that's I can't, I can't play a positive, positive, uh, the positive sound drop for that. I mean, it's kind of one of those where you need to pour your cup of tea, your coffee, and just think about what we did as a podcast. Wrong losers, all of us for those predictions. You know, we should. Uh, Excuse me, (laughs) you weren't here. You get away with it. You get away with it. We get it. You've been to America. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, Lion of the Midweek Time, we take on Fulham. Who have we got? Because I hadn't even wrote a name down yet. Because I just don't know. I've got one. Felix. I'll go for. I'll go for. I wonder if it's Dennis Sicaria. Love it. Oh, good, yeah. Good, I'm... good shout. Solid shout, that. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, no, you go, Chris. I'm going to go a little bit left field. I'm going to go David Fafana. Fuck's sake. I just wrote his name down. Oh. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to come out of left field as well. And I'm going to go with someone who probably you know the only reason i'm choosing him is because i don't have any Aston animosity to him at the, again against him at the moment and that's benoit badashu mm. yeah yeah so sure. yeah I'm, i, I, I hope I, he has a good game sweet uh, we've got four selections because i'm i've wrote for, for fana down i i can't be asked to uh hit the backspace and move that <laughs> and then think of another player so yeah do you want to go for Kepa? not not Kepa. no no, oh, Havertz. Havertz. you don't oh, want to go for Havertz? Havertz? No, I don't want no. no. Mount Jorginho, no one. Abamyang. Abamyang. <laughs> he's got Higuain. He's, he's got. <laughs> I saw that Sterling on the. Third scored the other day. Third uh, did score the other day, so you got to go for him. On the um, BR Football Bleach Report Instagram, they were picking who, which club had the worst January signing, and I think as was Quadrado, um, Higuain, and. I Oh, I wish I could remember the other player. 
Who did we sign in January that was like awful? That's not really. Could be anyone. Barkley in January. Yeah. Um, hang on. Well, Let me just. Yeah. I'm yeah, heading. I'm heading to Bleacher Report. It was Barkley. You are yeah. right. That's who yeah. they picked, and the winner was Higuain. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyway, we, we, it's going to change this time. We've got Felix coming in. We've got uh, Marcus Taram. Yeah. So if he can call up his dad, Lillian, he can play in defence. We need we need some uh, <laughs> some bodies in defence. We really do. And he no, can listen, team up with Silver. <laughs> when we win eight nil, you know, uh, uh, you know, everyone's tune will change. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with that, let's just say thank you for listening to this episode, listeners. It's a tough one. We hope you uh, got some enjoyment from it. So treat yourself well. Don't, don't let it get to you too much. You know, you're a legend. You deserve that happiness, even if the club aren't providing it. We will be back on Friday to discuss Fulham. So hopefully some positive news. So till then, that will be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.